The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hey, we appreciate you listening. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. My name is Wayne Shepherd. More importantly, our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Just speak the word. Yes, sir. You feel strongly this is what we need to title today's program. Well, we're going to speak to someone today whose job from a vocational perspective is to do just that, is to communicate and articulate the message of the organization that she represents. And of course, given the fact of her spiritual orientation, there's a spiritual ministry that's associated with the vocational execution of speaking and communicating to individuals. We're going to meet our guest, Molly Stockley, in just a few moments. And I got to tell you, I pre-listened to your interview with Molly that our listeners are going to tune into in a moment. I'm continually impressed with the people that God brings to Cancer Treatment Centers of America. It's amazing, isn't it? And when we understand the, the nature of the spirit and the focus and even the background of those individuals, it is all because of divine uh, timing and intervention and assignment that I believe that, by and large, these people are working within the four walls of this organization. Yeah. Well, we want to offer you a free resource called Creative Care. Now, this is designed to help you uh, be a caregiver, in a sense, to those who are on a cancer journey. The things that you can do to help them in their daily life, you can help them with their self-image, you can give encouragement, you can help perhaps uh, ease some of the financial burden that comes with a cancer diagnosis. These are the creative things that you can do. Well, again, we are encouraging and we encourage people often on this show to provide support and to provide uh, a reasonable interaction with cancer patients. But sometimes people struggle with what to do and how to do it. We want to give people, as the title uh, suggests of this document, creative care tips and things that could possibly make a difference in supporting cancer patients and their caregivers. So even while you listen, why don't you go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, unless you're driving, of course. Of course. We don't want you to do that. It goes without saying, right? That's right. But when you get a chance, go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and download Creative Care. You'll get some really good ideas here for how you can reach out and help someone else. Well, with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Just visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, one of our distinctives here is that we precede our conversations with a verse of Scripture or two. And so with that, what we want to frame this discussion with is found in the book of uh, Matthew, the 10th chapter, our spiritual nugget. 
is found in verse 27 through 28, and it reads as follows. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those or that that may kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body. Today, this scripture helps us to understand the vocation and the invocation of the person that we're going to speak to, whose job is to communicate and speak and declare a message to people, hopefully, who are needing to hear the possibilities of hope and wellness. And we're going to really dig into that today with what this particular person, Molly, does for a living and how God is using her mightily. You were recently in Phoenix, Arizona at the Cancer Treatment Center of America facility there, and you sat down to have the conversation we're going to hear now on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, Wayne, with me today is Molly Stockley, who is the Vice President of Growth uh, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Phoenix. And she has been in that capacity within the organization now for 10 years. And it is a real pleasure of mine. I've had the opportunity to work with her and spend time with her. And uh, today we're going to hear from you with regard to what you do. Welcome to the show, my dear. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it is a pleasure. Um, obviously, we're speaking to a faith audience and we talk about faith and spirituality and we talk about cancer uh, specifically. Uh, you have somewhat of a unique role, uh, unlike most people that we've spoken to on the show. We've, we primarily talk to clinicians and uh, nutritionists or people who are caring for patients, uh, the chaplains, etc. But you, you work in the, the growth area of the organization. Let's talk a little bit about what you do and why you do it. Okay, well, what my, what my job is is patient acquisition, being able to find um, patients who need our services. And um, my story is a little... Uh, is a little wild. Actually, I have a guardian angel who um, definitely brought me here. Um, my husband lost his first wife to cancer, and that's how I met my husband. Interesting. Because of, um, of just him going through the loss of his first wife, Christy, when yeah. she was 28 years old of melanoma, okay. stage four. And um, I actually knew Christy. Okay. I worked with her at Channel 3. And uh, because your station. background, my background you, you have is a all background in TV, and, uh -huh, television, everything. And um, I, I saw her go through cancer. I didn't know Bob, uh, who she was married to for a year, and they had been together for 10 years. Yep. And when Christy passed away from cancer, it was the first person I really ever knew mm. that passed away from cancer. And mm. here she was 28. And during that time, uh, a bunch of us girls at Channel 3 got together and said, we got to take care of Bob. You know, he just lost the love of his life. And at that time, since I was a sports anchor and reporter, I had tickets to every sports event yeah, there was. And yeah. so I'd call him and say, come on, let's go to a game. And as I learned more about Christy and about um, um, what got her through cancer, that kind of stuck with me. And fast forward a, a little bit. I was actually covering a tennis championship that CTCA was sponsoring. Ah, okay. Yes. So here we go. Here we go. So now, now I want to put a pin right there. That yeah. helps me with what I want, where we want to go with this conversation, because the, the 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 what we do with this show is to have very organic and authentic conversations to people who are dealing with cancer, either caregivers, patients, mm -hmm. or etc. And so your relationship with the cancer conversation is, and I often say on the show, Molly, that cancer is a community disease. Yes. 
One person who has cancer impacts so many people around them, directly or indirectly. You were pulled into the cancer community, quite frankly, by virtue of a co-worker passing away. And then you decide, you and, and others, we're going to, how do we support this person? Right. Let's translate that now into how and why does that motivate you to do the work that you do at this stage of the game? Well, when I pretty much fell into the role at, of uh, yep. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, all I kept thinking about was Christy, 28 years old, beautiful blonde, blue eyes, looked healthy, but had cancer. And when she did pass away, I knew that I had a bigger purpose. I knew I had to be able to find, um, once I came on with CTCA, people who needed our help. I knew we combine mind, body, um, therapy, um, traditional ways of treating cancer with, with the whole body. And I just knew it was my job to be able to reach out to everyone I could to talk about CTCA. And I was able to use my skills as a television yeah. anchor. And um, I got you to watch a TV station over another station to watch me. Yeah. Or when I worked for Major League Baseball, I got you to watch the Angels yeah. over the Dodgers. And so I was able to use that direct to consumer and my own feelings and thoughts. And, um, to be able to motivate me to find people to come here that I knew needed to be treated here. You just mentioned, though you didn't use the term specifically, the integrative approach to treatment of cancer used uh, here at CTCA, uh, which of course includes good medical care, uh, but also appropriate supportive service like pastoral care, spiritual support, uh, nutritional support, mind-body support. With that being said, I also know that you have a strong faith component to you and spiritual orientation. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. We're talking to, at the recording of this show, 177,000 people mm-hmm. who receive this show every week mm-hmm. who are people of faith, who are either dealing with cancer or supporting someone with cancer. How important do you believe faith is to the whole journey mm-hmm. and the whole dynamic of being a cancer patient or supporting cancer patients? I think it is a huge part of the journey. What I hear uh, from patients that I get very close to um, or new patients that I just meet, when, when they or a loved one is diagnosed with cancer, you step back and you start to think, why? Mm. And you open yourself up and you may ask God, why? Why is this happening to me? What is going on? How do I get through that? But you need to open up your heart. You need to open up your mind. And you need to, to take it in. And you need to say, okay, this has happened to me. Now, how do I, how do, I yep. do this? How do I live? Yep. How do I um, incorporate my family, my faith, my friends into this journey and if you want to live, you, you put it out there. You put it out into the universe. You, you pray. And it's, it almost opens up your heart. And, and you just begin to, to live with cancer. Sure. And um, this morning, in fact, I was at church and I was praying about one of our patients here, 13 year mm. um, melanoma, a patient, um, very, very close to me. And every time I talk to her, she says, I just, I just open up myself. Hmm. It's open mind and open heart, yeah. and God will lead me. And you use the statement, um, how do you live with cancer? Because I want to, 
What we now know statistically, there are more people who are living with a diagnosis of cancer than any time ever in the history of, of reporting and, and, and aggregating statistics about cancer and survival and et cetera. And that's, that's, that's really mm-hmm. great news. We have more and more people uh, who have been diagnosed with cancer, but so many more people who are surviving and thriving and living with cancer. We know that cancer now can be, in many cases, considered a chronic disease mm-hmm. to be managed. And so the upshot and the takeaway from that is we have the opportunity to project a message of hope mm-hmm. and, and to, um, for lack of a better term, promote a message of hope. That's very much part of the work that you do and the skill set that you bring to the table. But mm-hmm. I really want to sandwich the two ideas. You're not just a marketer. And I know when we hear the term market, that, that really gets a real bad negative connotation. You're a person of faith. You're someone who has been directly impacted uh, by individuals who have cancer. When you come to your office and to mm-hmm. your desk, to try to promote the message of hope and wellness to cancer patients. How important is it that you have the ability to do that within a clinical environment Mm -hmm. that is also embracing and accepting of spirituality as part of its treatment support process? Mm -hmm. Thank you for asking that because I do that every morning. I I literally wake up and you, you just told me this a minute ago, you know, this isn't a job. This is, this is a passion. This is, you wake up in the morning and, and actually I think to myself, that is my motto, open heart, open mind. How do I Mm. start my day? How do I impact Mm. just one person? That's all I want to do is one Because you're not a doctor. You're not a nurse. Mm -mm. You know, you're not a nutritionist. Everybody can't be that. Yeah. But you are gifted and skilled at speaking and commanding the ability to message and to say something to someone. That's what you do. Thank you. Yes, and that's what I hope that I do. So depending on what my day is, I could be doing anything from um, being on air at a TV station talking about CTCA or what it, What my favorite is is more organic. Yeah. It's when I get to go out in the community. Yeah. And I get to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe attend an event with a friend of mine um, and I'll get to meet new people at that moment. Sure. And it's interesting because in Phoenix... Um, People know me as 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 the cancer girl. <laughs> you know, they know if they're diagnosed to call me. And on even any given weekend, um, my husband laughs about this, and he's also he knows this is a big part of what I love. On the weekend, somebody will call me on the phone. My mom was diagnosed. Yeah. Um, I'll get calls from anybody from a celebrity. That's been interesting. Yeah. You know, my mom was diagnosed. How can you help? Somebody gave me your number, and that's where yeah. it's it's not marketing to me. Yeah, that's it's mission being able, driven. It is. It's being able to talk about. What we do at CTCA, because boy, do I believe it. My mom is also a patient here. Oh. She, uh-huh, she has a chronic illness, okay. um, chronic cancer that we watch and wait. And um, I mean, of course, she comes here and gets her hair done and her nails done sure. and has breakfast and thinks this is her spa. Right, but right. I get to see it from a caregiver yep. as well as a stakeholder. But it is a mission driven. I get to talk about what I do and I love it. Well, and and because, and I can say this, and, I, and, and again, I, I, people who know me know I only speak the truth and what you see is what you get. Uh, I, I know and I've worked with you. I've heard you. I've seen you in action. You're passionate. You're deliberate. You're intentional. Uh, you're you're highly professional, but there is a component of kind of this mission and compassion and this faith orientation to you that just flavors what you do, I think, in a very different manner. You're not just 
you know, looking at numbers and you're not just looking at geography and demographics. You're really viewing this as a type of ministry, if if I could use that term for lack of a better expression. Okay, you just gave me the chills. I never thought of it that way, but I, I think you're right because what I do here in Phoenix, I oversee 13 states to be be able to come to Phoenix. So from Alaska over to Montana, down to New Mexico, over to Hawaii. And when I look at those areas and I'm, I, and I layer on information from, um, you know, that we have on cancer statistics yep. or, um, you know, where are these populations? I never think about a number. I always think about the mom mm. or the dad or the brother or the sister that or the is co-worker there. who's oh, the working co- with someone who's dying with cancer. What? You know, I think of those things because, and I have to find them those are people those are living people who need our help and boy when i get to see these people go home because they there's no more evidence of cancer yeah my job is done that's a pretty good day it is a great day that's a pretty (laughs) and it happens a lot (laughs) that's a pretty good day i love it with that being said i know that one of the um and we can talk a little bit about this maybe one of the the newer uh, dynamics for this region uh, here in the Arizona area is some now outpatient clinics that's been established. Talk a little bit about that work and, and what the scope of that looks like in terms of finding and being able to uh, be available to that mom, that dad, that husband, someone that we can give that care to. Good. Oh, yes. We've been so excited. So this is, uh, we opened up two outpatient care centers, one in North Phoenix and one in Scottsdale and a third coming up in Gilbert. And what I love about this is it's convenient now for the people who live in North Phoenix or the people who live up in Fountain Hills or the people that live on the east side that um, those are the moms, you know, who are working or the or the dads who are thinking oh my goodness how am I going to get to work and then have to go and get my chemotherapy done um, in Goodyear so now we have North Phoenix which is right off of um, it's I-17 and the 101 conveniently Mm. located up there Mm. and we're going to keep expanding because we know that the service that we provide is incredible now how do we bring that closer to you to make it more convenient for you so guess what you have more time with your family back home and, you know, what comes to mind when I hear that is uh, the message of our chairman that I've heard over many, many years who's used the expression, we have a mandate, yes. a moral mandate to say, how can we service people with the compassion and the care and the love and the focus uh, that you've just articulated uh, really becomes uh, the heartbeat and the compassion of, of God speaking mm-hmm. that when I was sick, Uh, You took care of me when I was naked. You clothed me when I was hungry. You fed me when I was in prison. You came and visited Mm -hmm. me. And the scripture says that when you did this to the least of them, you did this as unto me Mm -hmm. today. Molly, I want you to know that I salute you. I respect you. And I thank you for the work that you do Uh, today. You have heard from Molly Stockley, who is the vice president of growth at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, who's doing amazing work, who has been touched by cancer with her mom and her spouse, her partner in life, uh, who also has experienced that. And today you are our highlighted guest. Thank you for being on our Thank show. Thank you so much. It's an honor. God Thank bless. you. Back in the studio now with Percy McRae. I appreciate that conversation. There's a talented person right there. Well, she's gifted and talented, and she's a communicator. Yeah. And with that being said, she has now and is now using her communication skills 
to basically articulate the message of hope uh, along with faith uh, in a medical environment at Cancer Treatment Centers of America with regard to becoming a patient. Yeah. Well, like Molly, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, she said her mother is a patient. Yeah. Uh, Consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712, and then the word HOPE, 866-712-HOPE, or 712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Did you know Molly before you sat down to talk with her? I did. I have actually worked with Molly in a different capacity, and I have always found her to be very professional, yet very passionate and caring at the same time. Right. I was not totally aware of all of her background. I knew that she had formerly worked uh, in the sports world as an anchor on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew that there was an energy and a passion and there was a, a spiritual dynamic about her as well. And so as we unpacked, obviously, that that interview, we got to know a whole lot more about what Molly and what drives and motivates her. Yeah. One thing you touched on with her was the fact that the death rate for cancer is going down. That is correct. And again, as we continue, you know, one of the things that we are excited about, Wayne, here is that we continue to encourage people. Again, the name of the show is Health hope and inspiration. And one of the hopeful things that we like to cite from time to time is good statistical data. And so to that last point, uh, we mentioned it, but I wanted to actually cite some specific numbers. Okay, good. That according to the American Cancer Society, the death rate from cancer in the U.S. has actually declined steadily over the past two decades. Praise God for that news. According to an annual statistical report, As of 2015, to be specific, the cancer death rate for men and women combined has fallen. Are you ready for this, Wayne? I'm ready. 26% from its peak in 1991. This decline translates to nearly 2.4 million deaths averted during this time period. about that? So the takeaway and the point that we're simply making is, again, Everyone is not dying with or from cancer. Mm -hmm. And as we probably once may have felt and thought 10, 20, or 30 years ago, when we hear the word cancer, that is not automatically a death sentence either. It's good news, isn't it? Now, how does that translate to the work that we're doing? We're telling people to be hopeful. We're telling people to be inspirational. We're training people to go out and support cancer uh, cancer patients and their caregivers. Well, in order to be hopeful as a supporter, we need to have information that feeds that hope within us Mm. so that we ourselves are encouraged around the message that at the end of the day, cancer is potentially beatable, treatable, and survivable. Well, thanks for being a conduit of that information, because sometimes we miss these uh, facts and figures. We need to hear them. Yeah. And it it does serve to give us hope. It's a a powerful thing to hear, and we're grateful. And I pray that I live long enough to see the day that cancer is eradicated in Mm -hmm. our world. (laughs) You know, you've said this before, and I thought of it when I was listening to your conversation with Molly, whose mom is a patient at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You said there's a there's a uh, an equality of care that uh, takes care of mom what what how do you put it well 
one of the it's interesting, you know, that uh, when Molly told us that, you know, her mom actually thinks that it's, it's her personal health spot. She comes and gets her <laughs> hair and her nails done because that's part of the services that are provided to cancer patients there is that one of the things that the organization has always prided itself upon with regard to the type of care that is administered to patients is the mother standard uh, of that, care. The mother standard of care. Okay, And that was derived by our uh, chairman uh, as a result of being motivated to start the Cancer Treatment Centers of America many, many years ago because his mother died of what he felt was poor cancer care that she did not receive. And so he was motivated to start his own organization. And part, the underpinning that the, that that everything is built upon is the idea of the mother standard of care, treating patients as if they were your mom. It's really a corollary to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So when we take that or back. Or your mother. That, exactly. <laughs> when we take that back to our spiritual roots and our spiritual being, it talks about the very essence of, as God said, when you have done this as unto the least of them, you have have done this as unto me. And so, again, it talks about the uh, a principle of really how we should be compassionate and how we should treat each other from a humane perspective. And I think that there's something to be said about cancer care and how is that ministered with regard to that focus and emphasis. So the mother standard of care is where that statement comes from. Let me bring everyone's attention to our resource. It's called Creative Care. These are ideas, tips, if you will, of how to get involved in someone's life. Uh, if, if you're welcome to do that, I mean, get involved and help them with some of the more practical things if they're going through a cancer journey. Absolutely. For example, the document outlines a couple of categories, just some areas of things to think about with regard to one's daily life, as an example. You know, think about the things, Wayne, you and I, that we do in our day-to-day yeah, we activity. We take them for granted, don't we? Now, if we are sick or we do not have the ability to handle those day-to-day things, that will all pile up and get undone. And it weighs on us when it gets undone. Well, these are specifically areas and ways that one can creatively support a cancer patient. So we outline some of those as examples. Healthy self-image. One of the things that many cancer patients are struggling with is their self-image, whether it be the loss of hair or the loss of a body part. So there are some, some tips that we offer here to help support people from a creative perspective around healthy self-image, uh, encouragement. And then you made the reference of a big one, financial burdens. Mm-hmm. Cancer care is very expensive. Sure. So again, some suggestions and ideas of how we can creatively support people with care as they're going through a journey of cancer. It's called Creative Care. It's available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. There's one other thing on the website I want to bring your attention to, especially if you're a pastor or a church leader. We have the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network, and we want to encourage you pastors and leaders to join this network absolutely free. When you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders' resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and a monthly informative email newsletter. You can do this online at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Sign up by clicking on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and then look for Ministry Leaders Network. And this would be a terrific thing to do. Pray about this and see if your church should be involved in a cancer care ministry. I think you say the answer is yes to that, don't you? The answer is most definitely (laughs) yes. Become part of the network. It's free, again, as mentioned. And we have created uh, quite a viable group. Some now numbers in the neighborhood of about 28,000 uh, leaders in our network uh, internationally and within the United States that are receiving free resources, a free e-newsletter to encourage the faith community and 
spiritual leadership to engage in the conversation of cancer and support with the people in their sphere of influence. Well, there's really nothing else like it. It's it's amazing. So check it out online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right. Just speak the word has been our topic here today. You've got the word in your hand. Absolutely. Well, according to what Molly has shared with us, she's using her gifts and her talents of communication to do just that, to speak the word. And our scripture helps us to even uh, further drive the point home. Matthew 10, verse 27. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim, hallelujah, from Uh, From the roofs, verse 28, do not be afraid of those or that which may kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body. Today, we uh, we are encouraging ourselves and everyone else to speak the words of hope, of health, and possibility. And as the scripture tells us, stand on the top of your roof and yell that across to anyone that is willing to hear because there are many who desire to be encouraged today. That's our host, Percy McCray, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Pastor P, thank you. God bless you. See you next time. Hey, man, we got some wood to chop. Keep chopping the wood. I'll see you next time. Join us for health, hope, and inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.